0: Signs of the Southland, December 12th, 2022. Gentlemen, I have been working all weekend and completely uh, not in front of any sort of non computer screen. Walk me through Army Navy to start, Mr. Purdy.
1: I was aware the game was happening, and then I saw, and then my friend was like, wanted to see it was close, and then we saw it was close, and then we saw they went, it was the first overtime version ever of that. And the only reason the only thing that came to mind as a comparison was that there's been 55 56 Super Bowls and there's only been one overtime and they played double the amount of this game and finally got to overtime um for as many low scoring games as this game has produced it's kind of surprising but um the Na- the NASA team aka Navy did lose to Army. I think they fumbled the ball at the one and then Navy was able to kick a field Army was able to kick a field goal and take care of that.
2: Yeah, in- interestingly, even though it was pretty low scoring the whole way, uh it was uh, what 10 to 10 when it went to overtime yeah um I'm pretty sure this was the first time the game over has hit in like a decade and a half not that I'm a big gambling guy because I'm, I'm really not it hit but the over that? yeah I thought I think so I I swear Over well, was that 34 and it. a half yeah so then it hit because the yeah. the final yeah. score was 37 total
1: yeah all right huh.
2: well go figure Ken's out too I don't not Friends- Ken, not friend of the podcast, Ken Segura, Coach Ken, uh, successor to Paul Johnson yeah. at Navy. Um, he he is out at Navy. So a,
0: that rivalry is always brings something new to the table the week after conference championship weekend. Let's pivot over to the NCAA volleyball tournament, which surprisingly is still going despite Georgia Tech not participating in it. You'd think they'd have canceled it after that. Uh, Pitt versus Louisville is your is one half of your final four mr grant
2: yeah um i actually spent a decent amount of time watching uh college volleyball yesterday i really love that it kind of takes over ESPN i feel like that's really a great way to use uh the u as a as a channel um you know whether that's baseball or softball you know wall-to-wall uh college programming is great anyways uh they they did take over the full day there was an epic five setter oregon versus louisville that was pretty exciting. They they played those games down at the Yum Center, uh, which is even more uh, capacity than the Freedom Hall that they played at last year. That uh, tech uh, that tech visited, but um, yeah, a lot, lot of a lot of folks in the building to watch some volleyball there. And and honestly, probably a better, not even probably just certainly a better venue than than Freedom Hall. No offense to them, but um, yeah. And then Pitt played. That was another five-setter against Wisconsin in Wisconsin's Fieldhouse, which is one of the truly iconic venues of the sport. You had a great game game in Gregory Gym, which was Ohio State versus Texas. And then San Diego, mid-major from the West Coast Conference, closed everything out. They probably should have been a one seed, but they dispatched Stanford in their own building and with Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Stanford all falling. This is the first ever Final Four without either a Big Ten or Pac-12 team. How about that? here's my thought coming
0: out of that consider for a beautiful moment a college football playoff
2: without the SEC oh my god <laughs> I, I wouldn't get I wouldn't thinking. mind
1: don't get me thinking
2: I think uh I I think it's certainly something that you know the, the talent and the interest is really dispersed around the country the last few years uh, we've seen a lot of programs really rise up even uh, I know we're not really SEC fans in general either but as the ACC's come up the SEC's had a great little moment too particularly something like Kentucky so um, really really exciting to see more of the country buying into the sport um, in in some of the traditional backwaters I will say Omaha is the site for the final four Uh, feels fitting Uh, NCAA does like having some big events and Omaha puts on a good show whether that's swimming or baseball or volleyball so Very exciting there in Nebraska. Uh, Creighton have both strong, strong legacy, so should be a lot of interest. I'm stalling because I had forgotten the thing I really wanted to say, and that's that, boys, we've kind of gone down this rabbit hole before. Do you know the best ever finish for an ACC team? We've talked about it on the podcast relatively recently, so it wouldn't surprise me if you remembered.
1: No Florida State,
2: Louisville, and Pitt, all Final Four. Yes. And with the coveted Long-awaited Pitt v Louisville three um, coming in the final four. That means the ACC is guaranteed its first ever participant in the NCAA women's volleyball Division One national championship. I think that's pretty cool, even though we're not in it. Like that, that shows you know Tech Tech was playing with both of those teams really strong, and and, you know an Ohio State team that gave Texas the clear number one uh, a a strong fight the other day. As well so really really exciting to see it sucks that we're not there but you know just shows the quality of uh play that they're up against yeah
0: yeah it's a it's insane to think about where the conference has been and where it is now uh right because the depth and even the relative depth isn't really there but the 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 conference has only been a regional power for what, two, three, four, four years maximum, right? Like 20, yeah. 2019, 2018?
2: Yeah. I mean, Pitt coming into the conference and, and also Louisville um, has kind of come up since they've been in too, was was really kind of what turned the corner, uh, traditional Notre Dame strength uh, there as well. But Pitt has kind of run, run the league since day one and, and Louisville's really come up to meet them at their level. But we, we really haven't had a tech style depth or, you know, third team type situation, Florida state, and Miami kind of trailing us there, but the, the top five teams at the conference are all really, really phenomenal this year. And that's with a down Notre Dame and, you know, the tobacco road schools who have traditionally kind of been at least decent uh, kind of being down as well. One other national championship to watch for 6 PM again on ESPNU Syracuse does play Indiana for the men's soccer, uh, I was about to say World Series. <laughs> uh, Men's Soccer, Men's Soccer World Series, everyone. Yes. yes. MLS, yeah. take notes. It's
0: the College
2: yeah. Cup. Put some respect yeah. on its name. In, in, in K-Re, North Carolina. But, yeah, no, um, just uh, in case anyone else wanted some ACC and or college uh, championship action, we're not really an all-ACC podcast. Uh, that's uh, Joey's, Joey's domain. But um, in terms of just other interesting sports, that caught my eye as well.
1: We'll win it one day. One day.
2: At some point.
0: One
1: day.
2: At some point,
0: I'm sure. Uh, Moving right along, last mention here, Brock Purdy is uh, really doing a number on his name as Mr. Irrelevant from a draft a couple years ago.
1: I think Purdy's the more relevant name here, just speaking from complete bias here. And, And also Seattle Seahawks fandom, like, I don't want the Niners to ever win a game ever but here we are Mr. Irrelevant is relevant this is the most famous purdy as far as I know there's been three in the NFL and he's the only one that's done anything ever so welcome to it's Brock
0: Sember as I've always said
1: Brock Sember okay cool
0: as I've always said, uh, instead of lingering on that joke, Mr. Purdy, give me some updates on the campanile. Oh, yes.
1: So, um, I mean, we've. I mean, if you've been on campus, you've seen the whole campanile's been getting redone. The fountain's getting redone. The rec garage is also almost, almost done. Like, it's right there. All the bike racks are up. The landscaping's just about Almost, finished.
0: almost, almost.
1: Almost. We're As it third, has we're... been for, like,
0: three months.
1: I think we just got to the third almost in the last couple of weeks. We're only at two almosts before that. Um, okay, but the fountain now is actually turned on at the Campanile, um, it, and yes, also it's a fountain. Um, it doesn't have those deep se- It's only, it's only one section. It's slants downwards. I mean if you go to campus, you'll be able to see it. Um, but uh, there's like no fencing or whatever. Like if it's warm outside, I see absolutely no reason to go jump in it and just cool. At least get, at least get your feet wet or something like that. It's 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 meant to be inviting, is what I was told. While it's I was more of there.
0: a shallow pond than a.
1: It really is. It, it ranges from zero feet to like a, a foot. So, but the campanile is still right there. The, the little, the spire is right there. And there's nice, and there's seating around it now like there was with the old one. Um, and more, more landscaping around it, two small trees and stuff and whatnot. So if you ever go into the nice. Chick-fil-A in the student center, which is a real Chick-fil-A, you can use it. You can get points at it now. Like this is, it is a- really Yes, you can get points at the student center Chick-fil-A now. Um, You've so got to be kidding. It is now my uh, number as one. As a
0: minor aside- as a minor aside that chick-fil-a before before the student center renovation was one of the worst chick-fil-as in america oh yeah like well per personal ranking but like worst chick-fil-a in america that i've ever been to uh i'm very glad that it's now run effectively and efficiently like most other chick-fil-as
2: good i'd be a lifetime whatever their highest status was if they would have been counting all those points i could have gotten the five years i was at tech but neither here nor there I don't need to go to Chick-fil-A anymore than I do I'm trying to lose weight. But anyways. Well, how many,
0: there. How what would your Chick-fil-A status would be if you had a couple billion dollars? Let's
1: say. It would be shareholder. 15 million. It would be shareholder.
0: Million over five, Mr. Grant. Because 15. that is what Brent Key's contract looks like with Georgia Tech.
2: You know, that's, uh, I, I wouldn't say that. This is higher or lower than I expected, if that makes sense. Like it was kind of in the range of my expectations. Um, That being said, $15 million sounds like a plenty nice amount of of dollars. So congrats to him on that. Uh, Just in terms of the range, I think it was kind of what I expected. I I know that some people spun this as like mega discount budget higher, but there was really no way that it was going to come in much lower than this for a power five job. So quite frankly, I, I i mean, I'd love for this to become seen as an even better value over the next three years based on his five years, based on his performance on the field. And that's kind of where I see it.
0: Yeah. So a l- couple more details, five years, $15 million. It's a it, it increases over time, uh, starting at $2.8 million in fiscal year 23, or I guess calendar year 23. Um the buyout will reduce over time. Uh the remaining portion of the contract value. Uh it, it's always the remaining portion of the contract value. It will be 50% of the remaining value in year four. Um the salary pool for assistance and staff is up thirty percent from twenty twenty-two uh to seven point five million. Uh this is all from our good friend Ken Segura at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I will note that Ken did not specify if the assistant pool is just on-field or if it's both on-field and off-field. Reminder that you can have 10 total on-field coaches, but unlimited number of off-field staff. Uh, From what I was reading around the internet, I think Florida has a 7.5 million dollar assistant on-field assistant pool. Um so that's a good comp for you and they have a 5 million dollar off-field assistant pool. So there's some numbers just to sort of put this in perspective. Um I will say that this is a all things considered this is a pretty small contract. This is a, I mean an average annual value of 3 million dollars uh for a Power 5 coach. I think Jake you said it best um, it, it can't get a lot lower than this for a Power Five head coach. Uh, he, there, he was always going to get a, a deal that looked something like this, um uh, Mr. Purdy. Jake and I have spoken a lot here. Do you have any any thoughts on this contract before we move on?
1: Well, I meant. I mean, I remember talking about before, like in the the days right before he got hired, that like this, while well, this wasn't our top preference the idea of we can still get a guy for cheaper that everybody likes that in theory helps with the, that helps not put more stress on the debt problem is a win in that sense so um, yep. and it, and now it is actually reality and it is signed in ink so and it is a public document you can go find so um yeah I, in that sense it's well you nice can sure. find it
0: in 3 months i assume
1: yeah whenever it comes in out FOIA yeah. time yeah but yeah just to make sure we close that loop of like yes this is what we thought might happen and indeed had did happen and so now we'll have to see I mean, I who knows if there's any outstanding debt fixes that happen with this. It's probably more of a bat issue and less than what this contract means, unless for whatever reason we have to do another buyout. Which, Lord willing, that will never happen again in Georgia Tech's history. Um,
0: uh, keep, boy. Keep, keep, uh, if keep if in you mind
1: that it's keep never in going mind, to happen again.
2: Shooting for the for fences. It. I was gonna say this is clearly him being ambitious, and I respect that. But again, keep in mind. The last guy just got paid a very large sum of money to go away. And we already know the debt's a problem. So you could say this'll help, but I think the proper term would be not hurt worse. <laughs> sure. that, yeah. Uh, the,
1: hopefully if there's yeah, a buy yeah. ho- hopefully the buyout comes from from the coaching end this time and not from the institute end if it does ever happen.
0: Well, or, you know, we'll or see. we build him a statue
2: in forty years, you mm, know? Like that, that would be too. nice too. I like that idea. I, I'm signing up for that. Uh, we'll
0: we'll see about that. Um, just to hit a couple of other notes a lot of portal entrance this week as the transfer portal officially opened. Uh, quarterback Tyson Fomachan, uh, wide receiver Nate McCollum, cornerback Derek Allen, uh, the aforementioned quarterback Jeff Sims, and offensive line player. I guess he was a utility player. Uh, I think he was offensive line. I'd have to go back and check. Um, Paula Vipulu. Um, All in the portal, Uh, it's a lot of players entering the portal, a lot of name brand players entering the portal, um, uh, seeing that there's coaching regime change afoot. Uh, We will see how tech uses the portal moving forward uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think we noted when we were talking to Ken last week that this, the portal and when it opens and the timing of all that was probably a factor and how tech wanted to run its coaching search. So um, we'll see how they replace some of these, uh, some of these players at skill positions in terms of coaching carousel news. It still spins and boy, is it still spinning? I think tech is still down an offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach, but it does apparently according to reports and a tweet from Russell Johnson at 24 seven jackets online jackets online. Um, uh, Ab State's offensive line coach Jeep Wade is already out recruiting for Georgia Tech. Uh, that has not been confirmed by the school, but Russell did retweet a recruit posting that uh Wade had visited him. So, in tech gear, weird
1: acting on official in tech duty. gear,
2: <sighs> college coaching. Maybe stuff. they just like so white and gold, you know, I don't
1: know, with <laughs> conveniently located interlocking GTs on the chest.
3: Yep.
0: I'm I'm kind of impressed at how fast they got him gear. Personally, do do you think they like thought uh, like put the contract on top of a pullover when they send it over? I, I imagine.
1: I wonder if they overnighted something. Yeah, or they sent him 30 bucks and said, or however many bucks said, "Hey, go to Dick's and go get go get a shirt for yourself and go." For I'm sending hair. you. <laughs> he I'm he sending can walk past the
2: aisles <laughs> and aisles and aisles of red and black they have at local Dick's sporting <laughs> goods. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Speaking of red and black, head coach Brent Key had an interesting uh, selection of words to say at halftime of the recent men's basketball game version of Clean Old Fashioned Hate.
3: This is an absolute dream come true. All right, so, look, we've got a long road in front of- We've got a lot of work to do and we will work every single possible day to give you guys an outstanding football product on the field. With every ounce of fiber in my body, I promise you, the men we work with, the staff we put together will do the exact same thing and has the exact same mindset to win. To win every game that we play. That is the goal. That is the goal to play play the game. The goal is to win. It's not to play well. It's to win. We've got to keep the same enthusiasm, the same excitement going through the entire season. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. You guys do not change. Y'all are what makes this place special. And this is the greatest school in the entire state, in the entire country. And that's our goal, for our players to be better when they leave here than when they got here. For our players all to graduate with the degree that they want, and the degree that's meaningful, and to set them for life after football. And to teach our players how to play winning football, to develop them on the field. Uh, Individually as players and collectively as a team, and that's how we have to play. When we play as a team, we'll be the most disciplined team on the field. That's our goal, be disciplined, play with toughness, be physical, be fast. All the things are important building the great football team, guys. But the most important thing we have to have for y'all, we have to have the fans, we have to have the fan support, because we're all in this together. Every one of us. Everybody here, guys. My diploma says the same thing on y'all's does. It's the Georgia Institute of Technology. Right? So you guys are all in this together, right? One last time. One last Mr.
0: Grant, well, let's go to you first. Uh what did you what do you think about his wrestling promo, so to speak?
2: I mean, I'm sure it probably hit a little bit different live. I've I've listened to it, gosh, probably 3 or 4 times because uh both Jack and Ken and I think maybe Kelly Quinlan uh were kind enough to record it and post it and send it and distribute it, you know, all that good stuff. Um it, in terms of the read live versus uh, via secondhand, I think maybe some of those applause moments are probably the emotional spikes that you may miss on a secondhand listen. And I think I I probably did. That being said, I've already been on the record of being a guy who kind of gets uh, hook, line and sinker for for a brand key emotional speech. Uh, the stuff he says uh, touches all of the big points that I kind of think about when I'm Thinking about Georgia Tech athletics, you know, wanting to be great, but also wanting to graduate kids in majors they pick. You know what? Dang it. That's what I want. Um, You know, being successful on the field. He said about everything you could reasonably expect him to say. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what they sent him there to do. Get people excited for next year. So I think he achieved that.
1: I can assuredly say you would have been screaming at the top of your lungs. Um, in that moment, yeah. because a I've never heard McCamish louder for one. Like I, 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 don't think there's been a sold out game since I've been there, and I didn't attend that many men's basketball games as a student, which is why, um, I missed a lot of moments that would have accounted for that. But I mean, no point at, in the game was louder than the than when he got people to stay to hell with Georgia like that. It just it never got louder in there, um, and people were just really into it. And I'll note, um, he was sitting with, uh. Dr. Cabrera, Beth Cabrera, and Mark Teixeira at the game. They were all courtside together. Um, Brent left at halftime for, like, I assume to go do his job or go to bed. I don't know. Um, but they were there as a posse in in a, in a sense, um, which was that seemed to I mean, it seemed it didn't seem weird to me. But chief fundraiser, president of the college, new head coach. It's it seems like those were some partners in in figuring this all out. So um yeah in, in the moment i mean i was i had to like hold myself in too because i'm at the, i'm in the media row and I'm like i'm not trying to like scream at the top of my lungs that i'm next to two georgia people next to me as well so i'm like all right let me not go nuts here <laughs> um
0: what you should have done is just you know kept it inside and just written on a slip of paper and just handed it to each of the guys next to you
2: <laughs> so I, I will say uh my seat in McCamish. Is in the section right next to the press box, so if you ever need to just excuse yourself and visit, (laughs) uh, you can always duck over there. I, I for one, was not there live due to some personal uh, events that arose at the not eleventh hour, like the tenth hour. Um, But uh, so much, much to my chagrin. But you know, it was stuff that needed needed to be done. Disappointing not to see it live, and you know, we'll talk about this in a minute. A heck of a game, too. I'm I'm sure that if you know there there's some freshman out there that was just at their first game or some alum who hasn't been in a while that was probably a good one to see to get them back and
1: hooked oh another note this was unlike football games uh like 70 30 tech to georgia fans in there like there was no sea of red there. there it was the right proportion for a rivalry game in a basketball game like i was actually kind of surprised um and also just to echo what Key said he says what we say go to the games
2: you you should check out a tech UGA baseball game because those are fun and delightfully tech skewed and uh also volleyball. Those crowds they, are feral. They're, they're are, there, are no, <laughs> there are no tickets left for a UGA fan to buy for volleyball. So that's always a nice thing too. I mean it helps when we have a volleyball
0: game. and baseball, clean old fashioned hate. Like those crowds are legitimately feral. Oh like oh. it's it's kind of bad. Like if if, the baseball ones, especially
2: if we're going to do some remembering some Tuesday back when. So, Jack, they used to play the UGA Tech baseball series split over three Tuesdays rather than as a weekend series, Uh, one in each location. Yeah. So and and it was always early in the season, too, with the late in the season game Mm -hmm. being um, up at Truist or Turner, depending on how far back you want to go. But those early season games, gross, cold, dark (laughs) <laughs> not that full because even though it's a rivalry game, it's a Tuesday night and it's disgusting. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's saucy. But, um, also while I indulge myself here, that 20, that 2019 game at Truist park. Yeah. That was not mostly tech fans Cause there were 30,000 people there or 20,000 people there, but man, they need to move that game back from cool. Ray. I'm, I'm that's my new, they need to play volleyball games in McCamish, uh, McCamish. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, to die on this game back I will
0: I will we now post need to give it you multiple win, new windmills we need to give you multiple new windmills to fight now
2: and <laughs> <laughs> the boy with the thumb and on the no you know,
0: but uh and on that note we'll be right back to talk about the men's basketball game after this short break
2: yes so as you all know this is a Scions of the Southland plug for Section 103, Section 103 is the preferred partner, really the most preferred of any possible partner um, for this here fine podcast. Section 103 makes apparel, specifically Georgia Tech apparel, and they make it uh, really in all shapes, sizes, uh, Georgia Tech related colors. You can find it all there. I know we've talked uh, recently about some of the new stuff that they've added. So today I'm going to talk about an old favorite of mine the very first thing uh, i got from section 103 was the uh, i'm a rambling wreck from georgia tech t-shirt uh, but they've also got a number of longstanding designs a lot of them centered around the word mark uh, so the the tech the georgia tech and also the interlocking gt it is very hard to go wrong they've got it on navy gold and gray backgrounds and you can really get it in uh sweatshirt you can get it in uh short sleeve long sleeve all that all that great stuff in really any conceivable combination of the above as always free shipping on orders over 70 bucks and they are a great partner for this here podcast
0: welcome back to science of the southland gentlemen let's continue our conversation on the men's basketball game at McHammish Pavilion versus the Athens Community College. This was a this was a fun one. This was a thrilling one. It was a clean, old-fashioned win. Mr. Purdy, you were on Media Row. Tell us a little bit more about it.
1: Both coaches after the game, Mike White, um, not the same Mike White that writes uh, the White Lotus, um, or was on Survivor, but Mike White, the, college, the, the coach of the Georgia basketball team, and Pastor were both... Or the one that
0: plays quarterback for the Jets. Oh,
1: yeah, well, I forgot right. about that one. so many Mike Whites in the world right now. Um, they, they were both... Very emphatic that it was just a good basketball game in general. Like, they both were able to take the just see the outside of what they were wanting to do. That was like, this was just fun to be at, just in general. Um, it was a 79 77 win, 77 75, something like that. Two point win, uh, for the Jackets in the last few seconds. Um, Georgia, they admitted maybe they, they had some stuff they wanted to get better at, Tech had some stuff they could have gotten better at as well. Um, but it was a very offensively free flowing game. Like I think a lot of people were expecting this to be like a fifty five to 50 62 rock 50. fight. So just some. It, it, in a sense, it was a rock fight, except the shots went down and the layups went in. Like it, 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 played out like a rock fight that just had the scoring element just a little bit boosted. That was it. Um, the last, uh, the last part in the last like few plays there, they, uh, who was it, uh, Javon had the Ah, oh shit! Oh crap franklin Fra- no it wasn't franklin um the guy that made the steal at the last second um, Jalen moore Jalen moore yes um george's coach that got asked about it directly like what well, was that play there and they thought that was a play that would work against man or zone um and that they just mm-hmm. didn't do it well enough is basically how they framed that or how coach white framed that um so yeah it was a great game for us for sure um I mean, granted, I had to go into UNC after, and then that didn't go as well, so, which we'll get to, but, uh, yeah, I think the effort was great, um, there, there was a, there was, <laughs> the other funny thing I found was that anytime that Lance Terry for Tech or Terry Roberts for Georgia ever did anything, they would always follow each other, if, if, if Lance Terry made a bucket, Terry Roberts made a bucket, or the other way around, they always came in pairs, I, I don't know why, but, it was just one of those weird things like, okay, Lance Terry shot? Ooh, that that doesn't matter because Terry Roberts is getting the next bucket, and it doesn't mean anything. Um, but no, in terms of ex- like fan experience, that was definitely uh, I mean, the best McCamish thing since volleyball this season. Um, There's a lot of people. I mean, that was, was as full. I, I go to more women's games than men's games, so I don't see the arena that full all, all the time. So that was good to see. Um, and then the key thing we talked about, that was a nice energy boost as well. Um, the team itself... Uh, Will, I mean, they'll, as we'll talk about after UNC, they still got some ways to go. Um, they're not all the way there yet. Uh, oh, also, watch Jeff. Watch Coach Passman's press conference if you haven't already. Before he starts taking questions, he starts talking about outer space, and then Ken Sagira walks in and immediately starts t- making fun of Michigan University Ken's alma mater, like it is just it is the funniest stuff. Um, I
2: his his pressers have, have long been must watch TV yeah uh, if i do say so
1: yeah um
2: and he was very he was also, also
0: Michigan University is a new one by
1: the way yeah no, it was Michigan really funny University it was really it one. was really funny just the timing when ken walked in it, just, it was funny i'll note um and this is another reason why i love Josh pastner is he made he like took like a minute and tech reposted this today um how like he mentioned like that game was important for the student body as a whole cuz that was that was reading day for everybody that was the first, that was that uh, yeah tuesday night um, going into reading day no, those last day of classes going into reading day sorry um and that just for those that were there and there was a lot of students there they managed to unfurl the the big golden white tifo that goes up at football games as well which um according to my friend taylor was the first time in a lot in a while that had even gotten used and it got fully unfurled like we had enough students to fully unfurl jack, it jack
2: I-, I can do you one better on the Please. source and as the guy who used to be the guy who would unfurl Oh, you did tipo. the unfurl.
1: oh right yeah rec club yeah. does that that's right so yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. so f- f- i was football and basketball chair of rec club Longtime listeners are sick of me saying that um but as somebody who was the person who hold held both of those at the same time uh, i figured we could get some synergy out of the flag uh being not used for anything during the winter so yep. fun fact um i think this was akshay's junior year my sophomore year no no it would have been your senior year my junior year so georgia tech men's basketball was uh let's say middling at best and that's pretty generous but uh, right after the turn of the year we were like hey uh we're done with football season we don't have this flag uh let's on a Friday all go over with the athletic staff and practice unfurling it you know we're gonna get everyone there and there was two conditions they didn't want to do it in a sellout for the first time because that would be too like many people in the concourse and down on the floor and all that good stuff and they didn't want to do it when it was too empty because that would be lame right you know so if you only fill up the section halfway that would be bleh. so the rest of the way we had either Complete and total sellout, i.e. UNC. And I think we might have played Duke at there was home a Duke that game. year. There was a Duke game. I was yeah. like that. Um, so like messy zoo uh, of games. Or it was half abandoned because the team was, dare I say, not that great. So the flag sat there the entire year and never got used. Oh, man. And then the next year, I was not in charge of that. So I don't really know what happened. And then they were going to try and do it during COVID just to like, you know, see if it would fill the arena and add some ambiance. But then everyone was like, "Mm," everyone touching stuff and "Eh," questions. And this is just the first time they were able to ever pull it off. So um, can confirm that we've never uh, used the flag for that before in the past. And then they finally, you know, had the right combination of somebody who remembered that it existed and uh, an interesting need. So that was was cool to see finally done. I, I would think it wouldn't take five years to get a flag unfailed, but you know,
0: let's talk about UNC very quickly. Uh, the main headline on this one is, and I quote, they are bigger than us and better at rebounding. Isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, I I'll take the lead on that one too, because I watched all of that game uh it was not as i would say delightful we were out rebounded 43 to 22 we had a grand total of one offensive rebound and i remember exactly when it happened because it was very late in the game and i was like hmm i don't think we've had any offensive rebounds yet and we had um of note Javon franklin did only play six minutes he came out at about the i think it was like the. 12-minute break, and I don't believe he ever saw the floor again. Uh, it was a game that was no. pretty tight the, most of the first half uh, until UNC went on on went on an 11-0 run, which is never great. Uh, the final margin wound up being a 16-point margin, so obviously there was a little bit more of outplaying in there. But really, um, Baycott uh, Armando Baycott, star of UNC, did come back after some uh, previously missing some time. He played 33 minutes, uh, so started and played 33 minutes, I should say. So up there with the UNC team. And he was really all over, all over the board, all over the boards, all over th- with 13 of them. Sorry. Uh, and, uh, he also played a pretty clean game, one foul, 21 points, pretty clean in terms of eight for 16 from the floor. So really can't do much when they're stars on and you let them go on a quick run. And it, I, I, I would say that's what put the game out of reach. We, we tried in the second half, but just never got closer than another seven or eight points. Ugh, not not
0: ideal. Uh, men's basketball will next play Alabama State, but before we move on to that, get right game and women's basketball up ahead, Mr. Purdy, anything on the UNC game?
1: No, I mean I turned, I was able to tune in during the second half, and by I mean, by that point, it was pretty much out of the way and gone. Um, so that was that was unfortunate. It's really timely that we don't play for a week so that Davon and Javon can get healthy as well. Um it didn't seem like two major next so they, I imagine they'll be healthy and good to go for Alabama State. Um but they'll be and they also passed during in the post game which was I just listened to it. I didn't actually I wasn't there in North Carolina. Uh but he mentioned they needed to get better with conditioning and they're going to work on that this week. So one
2: one thing I will note is Davon Smith uh was uh kind of o for everything from the floor uh 22 minutes of play. Uh he was having a, a tough time getting shots to fall, but that doesn't mean he wasn't really athletic up and down the court. He had uh pretty, uh, I would say still meaningful impact on the game. Even if you looked at it and we're like, hmm. but that's, I mean, you still got to get those shots to Paul. Kyle Sturdivant with went over six. Uh, I think the shot selection just in general from the team probably leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, I don't think that's too harsh or un- unfair to say yet, but when, you know, you're, you're going up against a, a very talented team. Yeah. One that was on a four game skid, but one that is still very talented in their, in their home building to, to open ACC play, having, um, having Sturdivant go 0 for 6, Davon 0 for 5, um, that, that, that's pretty tough. Uh, I'd say Jalen Moore, uh, Debo Coleman and and Miles Kelly. And honestly, uh, Rodney Howard, three for three too. So like they, they were all relatively, relatively fine there. It's just, it's just tough if, if your shots aren't falling and, whether that's rebounding or or shooting from the floor, I don't think uh we were um pretty good at either of those. And those are both things that you need. You need to make those uh makeable shots and, and capitalize uh early. And and that was one thing that we didn't do uh when we were having a, a good go of it in, in terms of defense and forcing some turnovers and you know, things like that. It's not like we turned the ball over a ton. Uh it's not like we fouled too excessively. Granted, we did double them up in terms of fouls, which you don't want, but it's kind of something that you may or may not expect going up to, going up to Tobacco Road as well. Unless you're going to Winston Salem, the black and gold-headed uh, stepchild of the ACC.
0: Winston Salem or Raleigh, honestly. Uh, let's pivot over to women's basketball. They played their first game at home in three weeks versus one win, Central Michigan. Uh, Not much to talk about from the actual game itself, considering the opponent, but are there any tactical shifts that you saw, uh, Jack, while watching this one?
1: So this is the third or fourth game in a row that Aisha 1A Arena has started over Norea Hermosa, um, and Tasha Butts was the post-game presser person uh, today instead of Coach Fortner. Um, and I asked Celestia about it, and she was basically, basically it's some boiled down to that her effort and practice has earned her the spot. And that's it. Uh, she's she's worked really well, and she's worked hard. Um, as soon as they made the change, they started winning. So there's that, and the rebounding k- kind of got solved. Um, and there is a sense that Nerea is still kind of trying to figure out her spot and how to fit in this offense without her mo- without a without Kubai there. Um so I think there, there's still some lingering growing pains in terms of figuring out how the paint plays going to work between the two of them. They both are great. They mean Tasha wasn't bashing on Raya, it's just like this that part's going to take a little bit more time. Um but Aisha's done really well. Uh Kayla Blackshear had a great game today. She's if I mean she's not the tallest on the team, but she's the most forceful in terms of getting rebounds. She was the only one with 10 today. Uh, so that was good for them. They still got some work on turnovers, um, but by the end, it was, the garbage time was basically the entire second half. So all the freshmen got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of minutes today. Um, I, I saw they put Tony Morgan in at the end with the bench players, and she's been starting at guard every game this year so far. Um, and I was curious, like, is she playing with them because that's who the freshmen are, and that's who's going to be her teammates after this year, and it won't be Cammy and Bianca Jackson and uh coach butts was like that was kind of an accident she just is young and not a veteran so she has to play basically in that sense and she's the distributor of the team in that for the third for the she is the first string second string third string guard in all the senses and just while she's a freshman so that's all it is there um ilia love played like four minutes today uh in the second half like barely barely touched the floor when she didn't need to um I I, my eye test has not been impressed with her quite yet. She's gotten better and she's gotten her starting spot back. Um, But uh, this team still has some work to do in terms of making layup easy layups sometimes. Um, But otherwise, pretty standard game. Led by 32 at one point.
2: Yeah. um, I do want to note just for the listening public who may or may not have have watched this, uh, I was putting together uh, some notes uh, for my column, just taking a look at the the box score. And I did note that the starters played a relatively small percentage of the minutes. Uh, it, in hindsight, you had Arnaz with 17 shorts with 21, uh, Tony Morgan with 28, Bianca Jackson with 24 and Aaliyah Love with just 12. Um, that yields you a pretty interesting selection of the bench. Uh, you can take a, take a cross um, cross profile, cross section. There we go uh, of the rest of the bench. And, and there were seven in the rotation that, that did see the floor, um, thirty four or thirty eight points from the bench. So definitely an interesting day, just to just to see the the lineup rotation, getting get, getting different folks in. So yeah. that is is worth noting. But in general, uh, I'm gonna check the exact number here before I say it out loud. But I've, I've Georgia got the, Tech,
1: I've got the minutes on me for at least for today's game. They give you the fan, I was, they give you a really fancy paper after the games of women's basketball games with all this info. Uh,
2: I was going to go with the RPI, but uh, Texas yeah. at 69th, and Central Michigan is, I believe, at three hundred and twenty. Yeah,
1: Cent- Central Michigan's at three hundred twentieth. So again, yes. again, they're one and eight right now, and they look like a one and eight team. So that that makes sense. It's uh,
2: it's not the place you want to be. Uh, for context, um, they were two hundred and eighty seventh last year when we played them in their own building. Um, again, I don't really see what the value of playing on the road at Mount pleasant is maybe I see getting them in our building, but I just, I don't think we learned really much, much of anything from this. Right. Is, is that fair to say?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think they're just working there. This was a, if anything, a training game, I mean, They counted, So they played like it was a real game, but I mean, by I mean, the second half, I mean, cam cam Swartz played four minutes, love played three minutes. So like, this was also I mean, in a lot of senses, this was, all right, let's figure out what else works rotation wise. And they're still working on that. Like they're not done with that project and what their early game, mid game and late game strategies are. Um, so that'll be something else they can work on this week before they go to Boston college, um, which will be, they will be cam Swartz return game home uh, where she played her first four years. Yep.
0: Right. So that is Alabama state on Saturday for men's basketball. It's a 2 PM tip at home. And then Boston College away for women's basketball on Sunday at 1 p.m. So, interesting week. I mean, interesting setup next weekend after the finals break. And I'm sure Mr. Grant, in order to preview this Boston College game, has a similarly interesting setup.
2: Yeah. So, I have my website of results. Do you guys remember the premise, the the timeline and all that?
1: Since 2016? Eighteen yep.
2: since since twenty sixteen seventeen. Yep. Uh today we're only looking at Boston College since since that was the theme to go off of. Georgia Tech um has played them or I guess matched up against them head to head in every sport. Uh well, every sport that we can can, can do this error. Whoa. That we error. Have, that we play with them? Yes. Hold on. My thing is spitting out an error. I had it all queued up. Oh no. Let me vamp here for a second. This
0: is why you never do live demos.
2: Ah, got it. I got it. Uh, Georgia Tech has played Boston College in baseball, football, men's basketball, men's and women's swimming, men's and women's tennis, softball, and volleyball. Pretty straightforward ask for y'all today. What is Georgia Tech's win percentage against Boston College, the school which we have the greatest win percentage against, in the last 7 years
1: across all sports across all sports. Ooh, okay. I'm going to shoot for 750.
2: Okay. I'm going
0: to go a little lower and say 650 and above.
2: Wow. We averaged the two of you guys out. If you're right there, it's a, it's a 707 win percentage, mm. 41 wins, 17 losses, and uh we've played them like I said in every sport interestingly Um, softball and football are the ones that are under 500 unless softballs just at it. And I need to add a a 500, uh, line to my chart, but football is, uh, is, is certainly below with, uh, everyone else being above men's swimming, women's swimming, and both tennis teams have never lost to Boston college during this window. Thank you for indulging me there. Women's basketball, I believe is going for their either seventh out of nine or yeah, I think it's seventh out of nine wins in that. Span. Well, they
0: dropped they dropped this fixture. I think they dropped it last year and the year before. Yes,
2: they're they are Late going for their seventh season. out of nine. They're currently six out of eight in the last uh, six and change seasons against Boston College.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, one other note before we move away on this: hasn't football only played them like twice in that span? Three times.
2: Two games okay, were so against 21. Jeff Collins. Yeah, so twenty-one, Jeff Collins teams. Oh, so twenty-one and nineteen. Twenty-one and twenty. Do you know what the third game was? Ireland. Yes. No, it can't have been Ireland. Ireland yes. was. Oh no, Ireland was sixteen. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah.
2: Yes. Do you want to know a fun fact about that specific game as it relates to this data set? Go for it. That is the oldest game in this data set. Someone cherry-picked when he started at college. Yes, I did. It was a pain, <laughs> pain in the butt to compile all this. I was like, you know what? My first game on, but there you go.
0: For what it's
1: worth, I pulled, I pulled up the Winsipedia comparison. We've played them 11 times. We're 7-4 and four historically. We played them in 72 and won that game. We actually won the first four. A game in 72, a game in 89, a game in 91, and a game in 97. 97-98 was a home-and-home. So basically, we did home and homes every twenty years until they joined the ACC. Yep. Fun and then, uh, fun times in the and Matt then Ryan like years. Yeah, yeah, so, yep. yep. Um It's weird. The,
0: to, it's it's weird to I have there? opinions about an opponent like that. Like it's, it's it puts me in a very awkward position to both like be like a very like serious Matt Matt Ryan truther. I'm also a Georgia Tech football fan.
2: <laughs> I uh I, I will say that Matt Ryan and the Georgia Tech football program certainly inspire a lot of emotions both ways for you. So it's okay to be that way. You have my permission.
0: Don't patronize me. <laughs> I feel patronized. Uh let's let's move along. I think that kind of wraps it up for our, our major news topics, our usual major news topics. Uh Mr. Grant, walk us through some of the miscellaneous notes.
2: Yes, um, a- as Jack has so kindly noted for us, there is a casual stroll by Britain tomorrow night. Uh, for those that are in the know, that's uh, what you think it is. For those that aren't, that's midnight. But um, that was one of my favorite things in college. So go stroll by Britain at 10 p.m. or thereabouts tomorrow. Uh, graduation is coming up. Uh, congrats to all uh, that listen to this that may be graduated, graduating. Uh, welcome to the Georgia Tech alumni family. We are happy to have you with us. Um, also of note, we talked about ACC volleyball and soccer in their respective tournaments. Keep an eye on that uh, playoff uh, atmospheres are looking super cool for both. So if you're bored tomorrow night or next weekend, go check those out. Um, yeah, keep an eye out uh, from us. I was thinking I'd put together a, like a Christmas type uh, holiday type um Tech stuff, books, interesting things I read this year, but I just haven't uh, put that together. But if you have any recommendations, be sure to comment them on whatever comes out with this. Uh, And then looking ahead, we're thinking about baseball. We're thinking about softball. Keep an eye out for previews related to that in the spring. We'll have tennis, uh, men's and women's and golf spring coming down the pipe as well. Uh, But I think that rounds out our miscellaneous news as well. I think
0: this is the last episode of the active semester. Potentially, I guess with the
2: graduation oh, next weekend. So please, please don't fire anyone else while we're on winter break. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't want to do. I, I don't want to do another emergency pod. Please. You didn't do that.
2: Well, I guess it's not. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, Hold on a I second. <laughs> <laughs> I, was Lord, a, I parked I my left. car in a parking deck in Midtown to do that one, sir. Where were you? In Midtown, also. Oh my God,
1: Lord! Oh no, Lord willing. Um, um, I should have one more interview lined up with someone at on the volleyball team, and hopefully that will result in another episode this week. But TBD there, but here's hoping. At the very least, we'll have a season recap thing out there because a lot happened this year that's worth putting in a single place for everyone to see and just to appreciate how good that season was. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me again tonight. Thank you to our sponsor, Section 103, Mr. Grant. Take us away.
2: Yep. As Akshay noted, thanks again to Section 103. You can find them at Section 103 on Twitter, section103.com. You can find us uh, at fromtherumbleseat.com. We post an article that goes out with these podcasts every week. You can comment there uh, and and engage with us and really read all the terrific writing that comes out of the site uh, from people much smarter about football than I, but also all of our non-rev and basketball and baseball stuff as well. Uh, You can email us at from the rumble seat at gmail.com we love your suggestions and comments it really helps us shape what we do here so keep those coming uh, for the twitters you can find us at ftrs blog uh, that is where we do a lot of engaging a lot of live tweeting uh, and you can uh, interact with us there as well you can find me at jake grant 98 jack at jack nicholas you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, super close to the 5,000 follower mark on Facebook. So be a part of that. Jack's been doing great content on Instagram as well. Those are at from the Rumble. See, you can find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold and or distributed. Go like, subscribe, unsubscribe, you know, subscribe on someone else's phone. Tell your friends, tell your family. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. As always, give us feedback if you've got it, and we really appreciate you helping us steer where this podcast goes next. Thanks for listening. Good night, good luck, and go Jackets.